0: Hey, welcome back to Tiger Talk tonight. Uh, welcome back on this Wednesday night as we shift our attention to the Nevada Tiger basketball program with Tiger head coach Sean Gray, who join us on tonight's program. It is tournament, tournament, tournament right now for Nevada. Finished up play in the Carthage tournament last week, and now they are in the middle of the Butler tournament this week, just the second year for the Butler tournament, first year for Nevada. They got things started off on that last night. We'll talk about that in a bit. But, uh, Sean, let's go back. First of all, we'll start with the, uh, the Carthage tournament. Three days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Came out of it. We're going to talk about each game quickly here in a minute. But overall, come out of it with a fifth place finish. And, uh, you know, all in all, pretty good success out of the tournament. Going 2-1, and one, as you mentioned. Yeah.
1: Anytime you can go 2-1, and one, um, you'll take it. And uh, especially in a, a tournament like Carthage that had a, a really tough field and uh, we did feel like we got better as the week went on.
0: Well, we'll start, you started off with Web City in the opening round. Obviously, a very uh, good basketball program. They ended up getting to the championship game. Did get beat in the in the title game, but uh, by Carthage, uh, two CLCs going at it. 84-51 was your final on Thursday, and again, it was all about the pressure. Uh, that uh, and, and we talked a little bit off-air about how they did their pressure, It's a and they're pretty frantic in their pace. You may see them again in front, of that. Uh So talk about how that game kind of played out.
1: Yeah, yeah. You prepare. You know what they're going to do. Uh, we we knew they would press us. We knew that the, it would be run and jump. It would be zone pressure. Um, it was just a matter of when and where, what the different types of pressure would be. The The, the reason I think it gave us so much trouble, their team speed is phenomenal. Um, they go from point A to point B as quick as anybody and they put length at the front of it. You know, some teams will put smaller guards at the front with quickness to pressure and have the length in the back to intercept. Webb has length at the front of it, which makes those passing lanes harder to find, especially those over-the-top passes. And um, and then when you combine that length with that speed, uh, it just overwhelmed this mic. a um, well, good thing about having a tough game like that early is you really find out what you need to get better at. And that's, uh, as we'll talk about here in a little bit, <laughs> uh, a big area um, that we're going to focus on um, over the next month or two so that uh, so that hopefully late in the season uh, we're able to handle it better.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I have a feeling I know pretty much what a lot of emphasis in your holiday practice schedule is going to be.
1: <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I, in the games where we've struggled the most, it's been turnovers and yeah. turnovers against – pressure so uh,
0: uh yeah that's that's an area we're going to focus on for sure well the tide turned on th- on friday though as you took on uh the uh Southside high school out of fort smith the mavericks 63 uh, 48 you played in the seventh place game the year before this year it's in uh, the uh, Constellation semifinals uh 63 48 was the final uh didn't have to go to overtime this time and uh, pretty good win uh, i guess again again Southside team that's got some ability yeah we were really
1: pleased uh, with the job that our guys did on their best player, number 23, Watson, Um, held him to three points. And I think a big part of that was the foul trouble we were able to get him in. We talked about how he's an aggressive player. He could score at all three levels and how if you took the three away, he'd put it on the floor. When they throw it into him in the post, he's not throwing it back out. He's going to work. And we were able to draw a couple different charges on him. And then when he was on defense, able to attack him, get him in foul trouble. And then without him in the game, they struggled to find their flow offensively. So really proud of the way our guys attacked that game plan.
0: And we saw the return of the three ball as well. You had six trays in the first quarter that led you to 36 points. Yeah, Riddick Shook really found his rhythm. And,
1: and we talked about this also, Mike, that that the Osho game to start the season, the three ball fell from anywhere and everywhere. And then I thought maybe we fell in love with the three a little bit and that we were taking some threes that weren't on rhythm, on balance, uh, after that, we had a couple games where we were just chucking it when maybe we should have passed up on some of those. So I thought in the south side game, we got back to those fundamentals. Shoot as many threes as you want, fellas, if they're on balance and on rhythm. Um, and uh, it's amazing how much more often they fall in those scenarios.
0: Yeah, and one other thing of that game, we, we, you've been getting some uh, some contributions out of players off the bench, and felt like we kind of saw the emergence of the six-two sophomore Alex Austin in that ball game. Yeah, Alex brings a spark to us. He crashes the glass really hard, and he cuts
1: really well without the basketball. And I think as he gets more and more experience, and and the, some of the nerves wear off, and some of the you know. One thing we talk to our guys about is you can't play afraid to make mistakes. you you just got to be aggressive and play to make plays. And as those sophomores start to figure that out, uh, I think they'll give us more and more contributions. And we've had a few games now where seven, eight different guys have gotten the scoring column, even in the first half. This was another game like that. And uh, Alex definitely gave us a spark
0: put you in the fifth place game on saturday uh another good ball game it goes to overtime Uh, nevada wins at 52 43 tie game at half they take command in the third quarter but you come back in the fourth i'll score them 10 to 5 again eventually end up in overtime and then uh you score the first 11 points in overtime to pretty much obviously seal the deal on that one uh but fourth quarter overtime uh some of your better minutes uh, maybe than the osho game so your better minutes of the season yeah mike that
1: third quarter was rough. And, and one thing we talked about during the third quarter and between the third and fourth quarter was we thought we were getting good looks. I mean, Jack Cheney got to the basket a couple different times. Guys got open three point looks. Uh, just not much was falling. I think Riddick Shook got an open three and that went in. But uh, actually, no one. He got some open threes and they did not go in. We talked about continue to take good shots, continue to be aggressive. Eight minutes is a long time. Don't feel like. We've got to make up the deficit. Uh, the, it was a five-point deficit at that point. We don't have to make that up in one or two possessions. Grind it out. Keep playing our basketball. the 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 ball will start start to fall, and then it did. Riddick made a three. Jack, who just could not buy a bucket in the third, got got to the bucket a couple times in the fourth, um, and then kind of once we got the tide turned in our direction, we just continued that into the overtime and, and in a, in a overtime segment, Mike. Four minutes, you know, especially if you can win those first two possessions, then you're in the catbird seat, especially if uh, you're in the bonus. Um, and that was the case. And the, uh, Bryce, who had not shot it well to that point, got a three ball to fall for us early. And then we got a defensive stop. Kellen Braden buried a three. And then they they had to really change their game plan from that point on. So we were really pleased to see that grit and toughness um, shine through in that in that one.
0: And one of the things about the, the three point shot, uh, first couple of ball games, it was just going up. I mean, without without any real thought about it. Uh, in the Cardinals this tournament, I think we saw your team be a little bit more judicious about when to shoot that three. Exactly. We've told our guys,
1: it's not a situation where you know you can shoot the three and you can't, or or you should only shoot this many threes, or what we can shoot as many threes as we want if they're good threes, if they're on rhythm, on balance, and not rushed, and, and not, you know, it's a bad pass, or I've got a pump fake. And and uh, our guys know that. They understand that. And uh, really glad to see the growth in that area in the Carthage tournament.
0: Well, Nevada comes out of the car this tournament with a fifth-place finish. Also put back-to-back wins together for the first time this season and got back to five hundred at 3-3. Three three. Second straight tournament uh, they're playing in this week. And I know we're going through these things quick, but we got a lot of games to cover in a short amount of time. But uh, the Butler tournament uh, this week, and we talked about it last week. You know, people saw, and I'll I'll raise my hand on this. We're in the Butler tournament. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, But when you took a look at the field, obviously, uh, uh, some pretty good basketball programs in there. There's a wide range of classes in this thing, but uh, but they all have uh, their own ability, I guess. Right. I think if you look at the teams class by class, you know, we're in class four. St. Michael
1: has been moved up into class four. Um, you know St. Michael's been a of an 18 to 20 win team for several years but then you go down into the smaller classes you look at Kip who last year they were a solid team in class three this year they're one of the very best teams Mm -hmm. in the entire state Um, and and Adrian is in class three Adrian has a a really good team they've got maybe the best player in the tournament Um, and then some nice pieces to go with him Uh, Butler will be a good class three team Um, you know you look at at Metro Academy who we've seen who they don't compete in the Misha mm-hmm. playoffs but you know they're they're your normal you know class three type type basketball team who we've seen the last several years who's very solid and then Rich Hill in class two um, I think they won 20 or 21 games a year ago and, and had a have a very nice squad as well so regardless of class it was it's a makeup of really good basketball teams and uh, uh, we like it it's a short drive for our fan. we saw good good fan base make the drive last night and, uh, you know, it's, it's an opportunity for us to see some different teams uh, that, that we maybe uh, don't normally see.
0: Well, you started off with, uh, say, Michael the Archangel uh, last night, and uh, they pick up a 61-41 win, and they gained six-point game, low scoring, six-point game at halftime. And then, and again, I took the, I, I took the night off last night uh, with everything we've got coming up later in the week, but it sounded like it was just ultimately it just kind of wore you down in the second half.
1: Yeah, we knew going into the game, that they had a lot of length, and that they were going to try to pressure the ball hard. Um, we did enough in the first half, enough handling the pressure, um, to not give them easy scoring opportunities off of our turnovers. Um, most of the points they scored in the in the first quarter were actually off of offensive rebounds. Um, I think of their, I think six of their nine points in the first quarter were second chance points. So really, in the first quarter, that was the only thing that bit us. Um, and then in the second quarter, a few turnovers um, late getting to shooters got us. But you're right. As the game went on, their, their pressure adjusted to how we were breaking it, and then we didn't have that counter to it. Once they moved that length up and really started to trap our guards hard, um, we didn't have that counter. The, the turnover started to – to not only become dead ball turnovers, Mike, but live ball turnovers, which St. Michael then in that third quarter was able to convert into transition layups, and they're too good a basketball team um, to to give them those advantages.
0: Well, the uh, when, as you go as you go through the game. You're trying to make adjustments. How hard it? I'm how hard? I'm trying to figure the right way right, to right, 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 ask the question. When you're in the middle of uh, the heat of the action, I guess how hard it is it is it to make adjustments? Right. So you've got a game plan going
1: into every game. This is what we need to be, need to do to be successful. And against a team like St. Michael, those those issues and those problems become magnified if you find yourself in a hole and a deficit, because that's a team that you know you really don't want to let them get out and run on you, um, because of their team speed and team length. Um, you probably it's a it's a game where maybe we don't want to play as 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 many quick shots uh, we don't want it to be as high scoring a game because of of the the talent that Saint Michael's has so if you get behind especially later in the game like we found ourselves late in the third or in the fourth quarter, now you have to get out and you have to pressure a little more you have to go trap a little more things have to become a little more helter skelter well that feeds right into what they want to do as well so um I think I think being able to stay the course, being able to keep the game close into the fourth quarter is key – because then you don't have to uh, change your game plan you can stay the course and then you can get over the hump there at the very
0: end well the same michael and and certainly another key point out of this game is you're in the same district uh in class four district 13 which will be coming up in a couple of months which always seems to get here quickly so uh that'll be around the end of february first of march uh so i'm sure that you you know you put put some things in the back of your mind that uh, you'll try to do uh maybe make improvements on obviously they will too but uh if you see them again i guess you've may have a better idea what you need to do
1: right and we talked about that it's a big measuring stick game Mm -hmm. for us where do we need to get to to be able to compete for a district title and you know harrisonville's got one of the better teams they've had in a while but you we, we always feel like if we put our best foot forward the harrisonville's clinton's pleasant hills of the world those those are winnable games for us the games we've had trouble with in the past have been the Barstow's of the world, which St. Michael is just another version of that, maybe even a deeper, more athletic version of that. So what do we need to get to by late February, early March to be able to compete? We need to be able to take care of the ball against full court pressure. We need to be able to do that for four quarters. And then when we break the pressure, and this is what really bit us in the second half as well, Mike, we broke the pressure, and we'd have two on one or three on two and would not convert. Um, It would end in a turnover or end in a missed shot. Well, if you turn it over and transition, three on two, now that team has the advantage coming back the other way. So, I think we've got the pieces, Mike, to make those improvements. And uh, I really feel like, Saint Michael, you know, maybe, maybe it's a situation where they feel like you know they're going to look beyond the district tournament. They're going to look at the field, and you know, we beat Nevada by twenty. Mm-hmm. Anyone that watched that game, it was not a twenty-point game. You, you've got to get out and press and trap, and things turn into layups and free throws late, so the margin gets wider, but that may be to our advantage. Um, I think it's going to light a fire in our guys to try to get to the point where we can win this game. And, you know, maybe it's a game that they overlook and, uh, and uh, if, if you have to beat them once, uh, it's in, in March is when you want to get
0: them. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Nevada, moving on to the Constellation semifinals now. Tomorrow, by the way, the other first-round games at Butler, in case you're interested, uh, Kip, uh, as a Coach mentioned, one of the best teams in in their class, if not the state, uh, winning 101-30 to over University Academy. Adrian and Rich Hill went to overtime before Adrian beat Rich Hill 75-68. And then the game Nevada was concerned with, that was the Butler Bears against Kansas City Metro, and uh, Metro winning that game 63-48. to over the Butler Bears, so that uh, means that uh, you're going to see Butler in the Constellation semifinals tomorrow night at 7. If you have a bracket, we'll change. You want to talk about that, when the change in the gym?
1: Yeah, so uh, with Butler um, playing, uh, they they switched that over. So um, the Constellation side was supposed to be in the Ox gym, um, but since Butler's playing, they decided to move to the main gym, and they said they're going to uh, do a sponsor recognition uh, on mm-hmm. Thursday for the new scoreboard that they have in that in that main gym. So, mm-hmm. uh, if you were planning to to hop over into that first uh, first newer gym, just uh, walk a few more steps and uh, we'll be in the main gym. Same gym we were in on Tuesday.
0: Not hard to find. <laughs> so right next door, big open space. Uh, but University Academy and Rich Hill, which is the other constellation semi, that will still be in the auxiliary gym at five. So you'll have to go over there and scout it. Yep, yes. should, should be as far as I know. That should be the All case. Right. Always, everything's always subject to change for sure in this. World, but uh, anyway, seven o'clock game tomorrow night uh, against the uh, Butler Bears, a, a Butler team that uh, got off to a five and one start, picked up their second loss of the season last night with uh, the loss to kc Metro, and uh, they've got some pieces I know you like.
1: They do. They've got a really nice player, uh, number four Carter Trumbore. He's a senior. He's been their best player now for at least three years, and. Uh he was first team all conference, first team all district. I'll have to look. I don't I can't remember if he was all state a year ago or not. I know he was nominated for that, but uh really he he's the kind of kid that coaches love because of the motor that he plays with. Just going full speed on both ends of the floor. He he'll he'll jump the ball, jump the passing lanes, always trying to get his hands on the ball on defense uh, whether it's his man or not. And on the offensive end he's hard to guard because he just is constantly moving seems like he never wears out and he's got a good shooting touch he'll shoot it from deep um and then when he attacks the basket uh, he's not the biggest player in the world i you know you know how coaches are when they list things but, you know he's your average you know your 5'10 5'11 guard but he elevates really well mike and he can get his shot off when he attacks um knock, knocks things down from the mid range so he's had a 32 point game he's had a 28 point game um i don't I was scouting the game last night. I wasn't keeping point totals. Had a bunch of, of Butler's points last night. The other guy that impressed me last night for them was number three, Dylan Davidson. Big, thick body. Kind of looks like a, a tight end, DN type out there for them. Um, he's about 6'3". And when Metro went to his uh, own, the Davidson kid in the middle of the zone, uh, Trumbore would drive or one of the Butler guards would drive, and then they dump off to him in the middle – and he would just get to two feet and power up and finish it. So I think those are the two pieces. The Trumbor kid for sure, we're going to try to limit him as much as possible. I'll be curious to see what Butler does when the ball is not in his hands. Um... Metro to me looked like they just kind of went out and did what Metro does. They mixed man and zone, and they didn't give any special attention to him. So uh, we're really going to work to take him away, not let him have touches, not let him have threes, and see what their complementary pieces can do. And then when the ball does get close to the basket, we've got to get a body on Davidson and a box him out, and let him not let him be an athlete. And then I think we can take advantage of our team speed, Mike. They've got a couple guys that I think we can beat down the floor and uh, try to take advantage of our five-guard lineup.
0: Interesting that these two schools have not seen each other in boys' basketball since 2017. So, uh, And we're going to see each other twice now this year because they come to Nevada after the first of the year. It was not
1: Nevada that ended that uh,
0: <laughs> that relationship.
1: Um, you know, it, it was funny. For several years back in the early and mid-2000s, Butler had some really nice teams and some good athletes. And and then the tide turned just a little bit. We had some a couple of nice battles with them. Um... You know, they had a kid that went to Rockhurst and then transferred and, and played at Pitt State who was a heck of a player, and and then we had some really good players come through there for a couple of years, and uh, Butler decided that it was not in their best interest to mm-hmm. continue to play us, unfortunately. But not only are we in the Butler tournament, but Butler also, their conference went away from double round robin, so they had some openings, and, and they contacted us and wanted to get us back on the regular season schedule, so we'll see Butler again mm-hmm. in January, and we're really glad to get it. It's a good game for us. You know, they are they're class three, we're class four, and uh, it's it's a good game for our fans and our kids
0: uh, to get this one going again. All right, so that'll be at 7 o'clock tomorrow night again back at Butler, a member in the main gym now instead of the Auxiliary Gym at Butler High School. We won't worry about talking about a Saturday matchup but it will be against either University Academy or uh, Red Chill. We'll just have to wait and see how that comes out and we'll talk about that. Uh, they play at 5 so you'll know your opponent. We'll talk more about that on postgame tomorrow night. We do want to get uh, the remaining time we have mentioned the winner of the game you'll play before next Tuesday because it is a district opponent and uh, that being the Harrisonville Wildcats who uh, pick up a nice win against Warrensburg last night in their conference tournament. So they're sitting here 6-2 and two. as you already said uh, an improved Wildcat team this year
1: yeah they they return almost everyone from last year's team and they got an addition um Tiger fans will remember Dom Jackson was the point guard at Clinton the last two years as a sophomore and a junior uh he he actually as a youngster middle schooler and and freshman was at Harrisonville Um, his dad Frankie Jackson took the head coaching job at Clinton um, and so he played at Clinton the last two years well Coach Jackson is now an assistant on the Harrisonville staff. So Dom is now back at Harrisonville. He was really a piece that I think Harrisonville was missing. Harrisonville had a couple of nice athletes, a nice wing, and a nice post player. Now they've got a nice point guard as well. They're a complete team. And that's a big game for uh, for for those for, for district seating. Um, in a six-team district, you're talking about probably – the two or the three seed, yeah. uh, depending on how things shake out, and uh, you know, being able to to have a game to scout and to watch, and and in postseason anything can happen. So being able to avoid that potential upset in the first round is is big, and um, you know, it's it's just a chance to go on the road and continue to get better, Mike. Which is where our mindset is: is we want to get better because we all know what comes after Christmas. Mm-hmm. That's going to be conference play, um, when the games become even more uh, even more meaningful than just district seeding, which which is what the Harrisonville has a game has on the line.
0: That'll be next Tuesday night. That'll be at Harrisonville. Uh, I don't have that schedule right in front of me. Is that a three-game night? It should be a three-game night, and yeah. I think
1: probably a 4.30 start is what most of them are, like. Okay.
0: All right, so that will be at Harrisonville, so we'll look forward to that uh, coming up uh, next Tuesday. And then uh, that's your final date before a holiday break, and so we'll talk about your holiday plans uh, on next week's program. See you tomorrow night at Butler. Wish you the best of luck, and uh, see you back here next week. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Mike. Nevada head coach, Sean Gray. we come back, wrestling on the agenda. Ben Aberg will jump in here, and he'll talk with head wrestling coach on the boys' side for us jury. And then later in the program, I'll be visiting with, uh, I guess we can say now, former Nevada Tiger football player, Talon Chandler, who's uh, going to be signing next week for uh, his letter of intent at Missouri. But also, we're going to talk to him about an upcoming all-star game he's playing in Texas on Monday, uh, bringing together some of the top talent from around the country. So stay tuned for that after the wrestling segment. That's next on Tiger Talk.